This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. God is faithful. So as Pastor Kathy was talking about, sometimes we need to be pushed over the edge, right? Sometimes we need that little extra push. And today I had a, a little bit more time than usual on my lunch break. And uh, so during that time, uh, I decided to get my stuff ready for tomorrow, because tomorrow my wife and I are going to a wedding. And so I was getting my stuff ready for the wedding tomorrow. And after I got my stuff ready, I decided, you know, I'm going to go outside and throw the ball with the dog for a little bit. And so I go and throw the ball with the dog for a little bit. And as I'm out there, I feel in my spirit, man, to go inside and pray. So I had about another 30 minutes. And so I go in my basement and I just begin to pray. And as I'm praying, not even 10 minutes into the prayer, I feel led to contact Pastor Kathy. I feel led to continue in the goodness. But this time, last week I talked more about the goodness of what he done in my life. But this time he wanted me to talk more about the goodness of what he done in his prophets and his leaders and in the word of God. And so I had typed up the, the text message to Pastor Kathy and then I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I set my phone down. It's like she probably already got a, a speaker, someone speaking tonight, so I'll just, I won't, I, won't, I won't do it. The more I began to pray in the Spirit, the more I felt led to reach out to her. And as I reached out to her, I'm here tonight, standing before you. Just like she said, how far is too far? I was willing, being led by the Spirit to reach out to her. Contact her. And so I stand before you to talk to you about the goodness of God. His goodness. The goodness of God. It's a miracle that I'm standing before you tonight. Just from my background and stuff that I shared last week and where he's brought me from to where I'm at currently. It's his goodness that brought me here. The goodness of God brought me here. So I just want to welcome you guys to soul. And I was kind of pondering. The Holy Spirit dropped some stuff in my spirit uh, for a few people. And I was waiting to hear from the Holy Spirit what to do with that. And as I was walking, doing worship, stuff just kept coming. So I had to break away. Because I was picking up stuff. And I was like, when do you want me to, to share that? Do I share it before the service? Do I share it at the end of the service? It's being led by the Spirit. And everything we do, we should always be led by the Spirit. Because a lot of times we, I use myself for example, that Kevin can get in the way. But I don't want Kevin to get in the way. I want the Holy Spirit to take control, take the will. And when he takes the will, that everything works out perfectly. It's when we try to make things work out on our own. That's when we, can, we mess it up. But when we allow him to take control, take the will, then 
Everything works out according to his good, for his good. Man, at the end of service, you mind playing keys for me? <clears throat> so continue on with the goodness of God. What is goodness? Goodness is godliness. Goodness is holiness. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. Goodness is also one of the fruits of the spirit. It's the sixth fruit of the spirit. Goodness. Before going any further on goodness, you have to have love. Love has to flow from you. The Bible says that God gave us two commandments. Jesus gave us two commandments, I'm sorry, two commandments. And that's to love the Lord thy God with all their heart, their soul, and their strength. And the other one is to love thy neighbor as thyself. You have to be rooted and grounded in love. And as you're rooted and grounded in love, and you operate in love, you function in love, you flow in love, then goodness abounds. And so as I talk about goodness tonight, I'm talking about some leaders, some patriarchs in the, in the word. And, and all I have here, I just have their names and I have uh, a scripture reference. For those who are taking notes, you can, you can write this down and go back and look later and do your study time. The first person I want to talk about is, is, is Noah. And that's in Genesis 5.32. Uh, it goes all the way to, to chapter 10, verse 1. And it talks about the ark. The ark. Remember, we're talking about his goodness. How was God good in Noah's life? What did he do in Noah's life? No one else found favor, found grace in God's eyes during that time but Noah. It was Noah's goodness that saved him and his family from the flood. It was his goodness that here he is in the middle of the desert Building a boat. And can you imagine people going throughout the day? Why is this man building a boat in the middle of the day? In the middle of the desert, building a boat. What is wrong with Noah? But it was God's goodness. He found grace in his sight. It was his goodness. It's God's goodness. He saved him and his family. It was God's goodness that Noah didn't even have to go get the animals. God brought the animals to him. It was his goodness. When you're obedient, when you do the things that you know to do, what the word says, you're not hearing the word, but you're doing the word. When you do those things, then out of your obedience, goodness flow. Out of your obedience, goodness flow. It flows. It follows. It'll follow you. So Noah found favor in God's sight. It was the goodness of God that saved him and his household. The goodness of God. What about Abraham and his son Isaac in Genesis 22? When God told Abraham to settle up and take your son to a place where I would tell you. He had no idea where he was going, but it was his goodness that led him there. It was his it was. The goodness of God that was protecting Abraham is watching over him as he's traveling down the, 
this path, this road for three days. He didn't know where he was going. He had no idea, but the goodness of God, God saw that his heart, that he was willing to, to travel down this road, to travel on this journey, not sure what was going to happen, the outcome. And he was willing to raise the knife. And the angel of the Lord said, stop. Now that I know, now I know. Now I know. It was his goodness. There was a ram in the thicket. It was his goodness. There are some things, church, that we're going to have to go through, some things that we're going to, some road we're going to have to travel on. But be of good cheer. The Father's already provided for you. He's already provided a way of escape for you. He's already provided a way. All you got to do is just travel down that road. You might not sure what it looks like or what, it's, what the outcome is going to be. Just be faithful and obey. And as you're faithful and you obey his voice, you obey his command, you do those things that he asked you to do, then you'll see the goodness of God. The favor will come up on your life. The blessings will flow. But it's obedience. You have to step out. Abraham didn't know where he was going, but he stepped out. He went. He traveled three days. He didn't know where he was going. But Lord, I trust you. I don't know what the outcomes be, but Lord, I trust you. I'm walking by faith, not by sight. I, don't, I can't see it, but Father, I know that you're with me. I know I heard your voice. I know you said to get up and go. I know you said to don't trust the doctor's report, but trust my report. Do we trust him? When he tells us to go, when he tells us to, to go and talk to this person do we walk in obedience or do we not go i remember one wednesday night i was we was worshiping i was and i was walking in the service and i walked by this couple and the, and the holy spirit told me to pray for this couple and i prayed for this couple and then the word that i gave them from the holy spirit it was the exact word that they needed because they was going through a situation, but the word that I gave them, the Holy Spirit gave me to give them, it was exactly what they needed in that moment. It's out of obedience. I trust him. Do I miss it? Absolutely I miss it. But I trust him. I trust him. What about Moses and, and Aaron? When they was going before Pharaoh, Moses was talking about he couldn't even speak. But God provided a way for him. He, he said, take Aaron. He'll speak on your behalf. And sometimes in, in life, church, we're going to have to go places. We're going to have to speak people that we don't want to speak to. There's been plenty of times the Lord tell me to go speak to someone. I don't even want to speak to them, but I go out of obedience. And that's what Moses did. He went out of obedience. He went and talked to Pharaoh. He came before him. And even though Pharaoh's heart was hardened, he he kept going. He kept being obedient to the thing that God called him to to do and be. He was obedient. We're not going to be sure what it's going to look like or or how it's going to turn out. We just have to trust in him, rely on him. He's our source. Don't the Bible say that you are more valuable than the birds of the air? How much more valuable are you than they? About the lilies in the, 
in the field. He, he clothed them, right? You're more valuable than that. You're valuable in his eyes. What about Balaam in Numbers chapter 22? Here, Balaam was supposed to go to King Balak. And he was supposed to, the, the king wanted him to curse the Israelites. But Balaam's like, no, I'm not, I, I can't do that. And he was trying to go the an opposite direction, but God spoke to the donkey. Three times he spoke to him. Church, if if God can make a, a donkey speak, what can he do for you? We serve a limitless God, but sometimes we put limits on God. We don't think he can heal us. We don't think he can, he can deliver us from a situation or circumstance. We don't think that he, he, he's an overcomer in our life. We put limits. Can't put limits on God. We, he, we serve a limitless God. Limitless. The goodness of God. A couple of months ago, my, my mom and dad's house caught on fire. Right now, they're in a hotel while they repair their house. But one thing I realized, church, my walk with Christ, my covenant relationship with him, that everything that's attached to me will prosper. No evil will befall me, and no plague will come down my dwelling. Everything's attached to this vessel. I belong to the kingdom of God. I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm an ambassador for, the, for Christ. I know who I am in Christ. I walk in this authority. If he said it, I believe it. And like I said Sunday, if I have Jesus, I have everything. If I have Jesus, I have everything. There's no lack. I know the, the God I serve. I know what he's done for me. I know where he brought me from. I was in a pit. But his goodness. So my mom and dad, they're in this hotel. The house caught on fire. It's a portion of the side of the house was on fire. My dad was in the house. My mom was, was out running errands. A neighbor came over and said, your house is on fire. My dad didn't believe it. He'd go out and he'd look and he's, the house on fire. But while he was in it, it was protected. It was protected. Why? The fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I cover him. I cover my parents. 
And I was thinking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in the fiery furnace. Sometimes God will go with you in the fire, and sometimes he'll pull you out of the fire. But you just have to trust him, trust and obey. Lord, I'm not sure why I'm in this fire, but Lord, I trust you. I know that you're going to deliver me because your word says in Psalm 34, 19, the Lord delivers out of them all. Whatever it is, he's going to deliver me. Whatever it is, he's going to bring me up. He'll deliver you. So my parents were covered. His goodness, his goodness protected them. His goodness. What about Rahab? When I think of Rahab, I think about <laughs> God uses individuals of all temperaments and backgrounds to accomplish his purpose, even prostitutes. He'll use anybody, but you have to be willing. You have to be willing. He'll use anybody, but you have to be willing. You have to submit yourself. I was talking to Pastor Gavin the other day, and he said something that, that stood out to me. And I remember it. He said, he said, he preached a message. And he said that, he said, are you, are you interested or are you committed? Are you interested or are you committed? Are you interested in the, in, in the, in the things of God or are you committed to the things of God? There's a difference. There's a difference in saying I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in playing basketball, but, but no, I'm going to be committed to playing basketball. I'm going to put everything in it. I'm going to practice. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do those things that, so I can be a good athlete, a good basketball player. Sergio, I ask you, are you, are you interested or are you committed to the things of God? Are you, are you trusting him? Are you walking with him? Are you, are you sharing your goodness to others, what he's done in your life? I believe you're committed because you're here tonight. You don't have to be here. You, you choose to be here because you're committed people. After working all day, you, you come and you enjoy the, the worship. And the word, you come to soda, you want more. That's a hunger. The Bible says that those who hunger and thirst will be filled. There's a hunger and a thirst. Oh, glory. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Goodness of God. Goodness of God. I remember driving. This is when I was a teenager. I was driving. Uh, I was at my job, and it was a few minutes before I had to go to work. And it was a couple of us. We was out in the parking lot. And I had a Chevy Trailblazer. And as I was, was out in the parking lot and I was bored, I got in the truck and I figured I'd do a little drag racing. And I got in the truck and I was driving in the wrong direction, going down this road and there was a curve. And as I was driving down this road and there was a curve that hooked to the right, as I was driving, I lost control because I was out there showing out. 
not serving God like I should have, doing things that I should not have been doing, end up totaling that truck. And I hadn't had it that long. But the goodness of God rescued me. I don't know how many times the goodness of God has saved me. He's rescued me. Because of his goodness. His goodness. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. I like this one right here, Gideon. Gideon. In Judges 6, God was going to use Gideon to defeat the Midianites. And he was going to use him, but Gideon, he had doubt. And Gideon was talking to God. He was like, if you're going to deliver these people into my hand, he used the, the fleece, the sign of the fleece. And he put this fleece on the ground. And he said that if you're the God that's going to deliver me from the, the Midianites, then in the morning when I get up, let their dew be on this fleece. And on the ground all around the fleece, let it be dry. Next morning, you get up and go out there. There's water, there's dew on the fleece. So Gideon, the next day, he does, vice versa, does the opposite. This time, let dew be on the grass and let the fleece be dry. Next morning, he goes out there, same thing. There was dew on the grass and the fleece was dry. Why did I share that? His goodness, church, regardless of how difficult life might seem or you think things might not, that you can't ask God certain things. Whatever it is, he wants to know. Whatever it is, whatever you're facing, whatever you're dealing with, He's our father. He's a good, good father. Whatever you face him, whatever it is, he wants to know. Don't the Bible says to acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct thy path? Why does he say that? Because he wants to know. He wants to direct you. He wants to lead you into all truth. He wants to make sure that you're covered, that you're protected, that, that you're making the right decisions in life by coming to him. And as you come to him, he will direct you. He will lead you. He will guide you. It's goodness. It's goodness. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave. The goodness of the Father that he gave his son. He gave his son. He gave his son. Out of his goodness. I think about that. What I 
give my daughter, give my son. It was his goodness. Before the foundation, he knew us. He knew us in our mother's womb. He knew us. Goodness of God. His goodness. His goodness. His goodness. About Peter. Two more. Peter, Luke 22, and then John 21. First, Peter denies Jesus. He said, I don't know this man. I don't know him. Three times. Jesus told him, by the time the rooster crows, you will have denied me three times. Then in John 21, Jesus restores Peter. As they were out fishing, they went back to their old life. Jesus had just went to the cross for our our sins. And they were out fishing, and Jesus was on the shore making breakfast. But he restored him. It was his goodness that restored Peter. So whatever you've done, whatever you face, His goodness will restore you. His goodness restored me. And the last thing is Acts chapter 9. It's talking about when Paul on the road to Damascus. He saw the light. There was a shift in his life. And he was blinded by the light. And he went to this Damascus in this room. And as he's there, the prophet Ananias, the father sends Ananias to go visit him. And as he's there, Ananias is thinking, you want me to go and talk to who? This man is mistreating Jews. You want me to go speak to him? So he goes and speaks to Paul. And as he's speaking to Paul, he, Paul's sight is restored. And then he's filled with the Holy Spirit. It's his goodness. Even though Paul had done everything, That you can even imagine. But God's goodness, God's faithfulness, God's grace. Delivered him. One thing I've learned when you walk in obedience with God, goodness follows. When you walk in obedience with God, goodness follows. Last scripture, Psalms 23.6. Would you put that up for me, please? Psalms 
It says, surely what? Goodness. And mercy. Shall follow me all the days of my life. One thing about this scripture that I always say. I don't have to look behind me because goodness and mercy is following me. Why do I need to look back? There's goodness and mercy on each shoulder. All the days of my life, regardless of what I face, regardless of what it looks like, surely goodness and mercy has followed me. He's with me. He's he's directing me. He's he's ordered my steps. I don't have to look behind me. It's following me. When you walk in obedience with him, goodness follows. It follows. It follows. Matt, can you play keys for me? It's goodness. It's goodness. The goodness of God. Goodness of God. What makes us not want to share with others about God's goodness? What keeps us from sharing God's goodness? We sang a song, How Great Our God Is, but that Our mouth is closed. We don't tell others how great our God is. A lot of times what happens is we sing these songs, how great our God is, but let a crisis or some come up. We we do the opposite. We stop coming to church. We stop giving our our time and, and treasure. But the goodness of God should bring us to the house, the goodness of God should, we should bring our resources, bring our talent. The goodness of God should go and speak to others about his goodness, what he's done in our life. The goodness of God. What has he done in your life? We all have a, a story. People need to hear your story. Share your story. Whenever someone brings something to your attention, it's for a reason. If someone brings something to your attention, it's for a reason. It's for you to pray, to seek God, what to do in that situation. But there's a reason that that was brought to your attention. There's a reason. faithful church all I want you to know is that God is good he's faithful he loves you whatever you face whatever you're dealing with he's good regardless of what it looks like regardless of what it looks like 
you're an overcomer. You have the victory because the price has already been paid. It's like that message we heard on Sunday. You're in covenant relationship with him. You're in covenant. But do you believe that? Do you believe that? Church, I don't want to just be a hearer of the word. I want to do the word. I want to stand out for the kingdom of God. That there is something that he's placed in each one of you. There's purpose. Whatever your purpose is, glorify him in it. Glorify him in it. read something from this little book right here and then I'm just going to pray and see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. I like to always give him time. See what he wants to do. But this book right here says uh, Have you met my daddy? Have you met my daddy? It's by Butch Bruton. Have you met my daddy? Church, the Holy Spirit makes me so smart. All this is, is him. It's not me. It's his goodness. It's his goodness. It says, listen to this. I once heard a story of two young sisters who were in the same class and grade at school. This puzzled their teacher because the girls looked nothing alike. It was, un- it was unlikely they were twins. Curious, the teacher finally questioned both of the young girls. She asked, how is it that you two are sisters? Are the same age and in the same grade but look nothing alike? I just can't believe that you are twins. The young girls looked at each other and smiled. One girl replied, teacher, that's easy. One of us is adopted, but I forgot which one. One of us is adopted, but I forgot which one. Why did I share that? I shared it because... You're already loved and you're already chosen because of his goodness. You're already loved and you're already chosen. A royal priesthood, a holy nation. You're chosen. You're set apart world changers, beacons of light, the goodness of God. You're an ambassador for him. 
You're an ambassador. You are an ambassador. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you. That we get to ask you. We get to come into your presence. We get to speak to you. And as we spend time with you, thank you for revealing who you are. Because you are a person. I thank you for working in each and every person's life that's here tonight. Holy Spirit, you know them better than I do. You know their needs, you know their wants, you know their desires, you know their hearts, you know their minds. You know what's going on right this very moment. And Holy Spirit, whatever it is, take control. Let them see your goodness. Let them see your favor. Let them see your peace. Holy Spirit, I ask you to walk with them. Walk with them when time seems difficult, when time seems like I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. Holy Spirit, walk with them. Your word says you're a comforter, that you, you come alongside and you help us. You're a helper. So, Holy Spirit, I thank you for helping us in this life called, this journey we call life. Thank you for helping us to walk this, walk it out, whatever it is. Help us to walk it out and help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Because in the end, we know that everything's going to work out for our good. Because we trust you. Help us to not be unbelieving, but believing. Holy Spirit, this is your hour. The work of the Holy Spirit, whatever it is, I'm asking you to show yourself strong on your people's behalf. Give them power when they feel powerless. Give them strength when they feel weak. Thank you for working in them, Holy Spirit. Thank you for covering them. Thank you for covering your people. I ask you to rest on them right now. Rest on them right now. His goodness. Something about his goodness. Whatever you face, whatever you go through in life, 
whatever comes against you. His goodness will prevail in every aspect. As you walk in obedience with him, and as you trust in him, and as you obey him, he'll bring it to pass. Holy Spirit, I thank you that as we depart from here. I thank you that you protect us. That your traveling grace and mercy is with us every step of the way. Thank you that you're the pilot. You said you'll bless our going in and our coming out. word is true if you said it I believe it and father we trust you as we make it to our destination safely as we travel in the car we think about your goodness as we get home tonight we're thinking about your goodness as we lay our head on the pillow we're thinking about your goodness your goodness Your goodness woke us up this morning. Your goodness brought us to church. Your goodness will bring us to our resting place safe tonight. Thank you for your goodness, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for just being in the midst. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for ministering to your people.